to the boys of the banged up bets episode three we're gonna go over everything in the sports world we're gonna go over some uh some matches some bets we're gonna recap how we did last week with me as always is the uh short irishman who's obsessed with his calves johnny j mo morgan yeah and his tall lanky counterpart with a penchant for jennifer lopez chair dancing is Adam Sizemore, Sizemore, ah. Killed it. What's going on, guys? It was great dancing. I had a great dance-off. Killed it. Yeah. It's nice yeah, we were all together. Chair, chair spin. Oh, yeah. Big banged up winking. Whoever isn't Snapchat friends with uh, Johnny Morgan's wife, you are missing out. I'll tell you that right now. We Just were all together. Gold. We were all together on Saturday night, and... Uh, to say there was a dance party is the understatement of the world. And let me just say that Mr. Sizemora had shades on for three hours and inside at night and was dancing his heart out on every piece of furniture out there. So I was looking pretty fly, though. It was great. I, I mean, Rihanna couldn't have saved them fast enough. So Frat Sizemore was out. <laughs> Frat size. <laughs> How about that tennis match, though? Kicked your oh, yeah. butts in some tennis. Yeah, none of us play tennis, and so let's <laughs> just throw that out there right now. And um, let let's just put it this way: if you guys would have saw us at the very first couple minutes of that tennis match, you would have just thrown up probably because that's not tennis. It was yeah, it was not. I think tennis. within the first two minutes, I I had already bombed a ball outside of the outside the fence, and I think Johnny followed me up like a minute later. Yep. So I don't even think we were technically playing tennis. I think we were playing home run derby with tennis balls. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. And then, but you know what? By our our what our one and a half or something, we actually had some volleys going. The decent yeah. decent game. We had to go in a tie break. But uh, yeah, me and Johnny got edged out, unfortunately. Yeah, wasn't good. I'm I'm not a good tennis player. I'll just I'll call it as I say it. Yeah, not good at it. None of us are good tennis players. Like yeah. you a just, sport, yeah. I would like to learn, but just never have. Yeah, I, I love, love tennis. watching tennis. Yeah, I love watching it. I, now I love playing it. I'm just not good at it. So yeah. That's a, that's a very fair assessment of everybody that was participating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the two guys that were on the courts next to us just were secretly laughing at us the whole time. Especially just snickering. Rafael Nadal grunting around the court. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were like, all right, guys, we're yeah. going to get out of here. Johnny, I'm, I'm going to let you know that wasn't Rafael Nadal. That was pure Serena Williams. <laughs> that was more had, moaning. That was more around. moaning than grunting, sir. Yeah, it was. It is what it is. <laughs> I was happy so, about it. So what's banging you up, boys? What's going on? Well, some news over the weekend that really sent me over the edge, and it is still boiling the blood. The New York Jets have done it again. They have just completely just... I can't understand how this team is a team. Given, did Jamal Adams want to play for this team? Absolutely not. But... They didn't. They got a good return, and if it was a good football team that knew what they were doing with picks, two first rounders. I mean, if anything, Seattle probably overpaid for it. But this team can't draft. The Jets can't draft. So it's like, cool. We just have these extra picks to mess around with. Traded Jamal Adams, arguably the best safety in the league. We grabbed the safety from uh, was it McDougal from uh, Seattle. He stinks, and. The Jets are just like, hey, we just got one more player worse. So, I mean, that's that's really banging me up. I mean, there's not going to be football this year. Let's just let's just be honest about it. But the team I root for 
and I love just got worse and worse and worse. What was the what was the full haul there, John? What what how many draft picks did you guys get? In uh, what they year? Get, they got three th- uh, three picks total. They got a 2021 first rounder, 2022 first rounder, and I think there was a 2021 third rounder. But yep. they had to give up Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth, I think is what it was. It's all surrounded in the next two years. Yeah. No, that, that that's correct. I mean, I mean, I think the Jets won, but like you said, like you already had a top safety <laughs> pick. Like they got it right once. Are they going to get it right? They have a 50-50 ch- chance of getting it right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's more like a 5% chance of getting it right. I don't think they're going to get another Jamal Adams. <laughs> but I mean, and he couldn't be happier to be off this team. So, I mean, good for him. I'll root for him, but the Jets absolutely suck. Le'Veon Bell's pretty uh, pretty stoked about it, too. Oh, and Jamal Adams wants to tackle the shit out of him now. Yeah. He was like, all right, duly noted. Jamal Adams is the one that got Le'Veon Bell there. So <laughs> <laughs> Le'Veon's like, dude, now you left me here? Come on. I go from a championship contender to, to nothing. Yeah. I feel bad for Le'Veon, too. So. Yeah, the Jets, the Jets think. So. I told her that's my super analysis. So yeah, that wasn't good. That's that's great analysis. Thank you. Size more. <laughs> yeah. Banging me up, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's been banging me up since last Friday, maybe even last Wednesday. <laughs> I I got destroyed in my picks last week. Boys. Oh boy, did you? <laughs> I don't know if you saw a bunch of red, um, but that was potentially all me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I went 0-4 Wednesday in my soccer picks. Wow. Uh, yeah, Manchester United not covering. Hey, congrats on the uh, West Ham pick, though, yeah, last week. I felt good about it. That was a pretty good pick. <laughs> I know. I felt so good about it. Chelsea, Chelsea Liverpool, oof. that was not a low-scoring game. It was Shoot. not defensive. <laughs> it ended 5-3, <laughs> and I took Chelsea in that one. Whoopsies. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Luckily, uh, one of us took Liverpool. So, yeah, you, you got you got some correct picks there. And then, you know, going into Friday, my golfers just well, actually, started Thursday. <laughs> Dustin Johnson, <laughs> he didn't forget last week. He continued last week and continued to bounce it around the course. They, and, then, and then he withdrew. He just goes, "Yeah, I'm done." They say it was a withdrawal, <laughs> but I'm gonna. I think there was some behind the scenes going. I think they accidentally. <laughs> I, I really do think they were like. Dude, you got to get out of here, man. Like, go do some coke. This is a continuation of what you did. Just get out of here. The two weeks in a row, man. Just go. Just go. Just go be with your wife. Go do some cocaine. Whatever you got to do to get your head straight. Just get out of here. Get the fuck off the course. (laughs) Then all my other golfers stunk it up and got cut, and I lost my friendship bet to D bag over here. Yeah, Yeah, I got to get a friendship bracelet now. I got to wear for a week. I'm so excited nice. about that. It's going to be this, real. It's going to be so gaudy. It was so <laughs> depressing. I'm not going to lie. My bad. I, I went. I think I think your fiance might be a little bit jealous about your bling that's coming at you. It's going to be on your wrist. <laughs> You're going to be rocking that ice. <laughs> yeah. So overall, all my guys got cut. I went two and six in EPL. I started to come back at the end. I got the last two games right. Thank God. Uh, my overall record ended up at ten and eight for EPL. It was just it was just atrocious. I did win fantasy though, so I will take that one note. <laughs> yeah, we do. So our friend group has a has a fantasy soccer league, and 
Sizemore um, says he won, but I don't know. The league, the the website really wasn't up, so he was running his own kind of thing, and I don't think anybody's going to fact-check him, so we'll just give it to him. He, he did have the most points, so probably deserved, but no one cares, Size. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take the asterisk win, just like Liverpool. Ooh, ouch, yeah. Oh, yeah, if that league wasn't locked up since, uh, I don't know, freaking January, I might be hurt, but no. <laughs> it's a runaway, boys. Hashtag <laughs> champs. Thank you. Jamal, how'd you do in uh, soccer this week? Pretty well. I went my my usual three and three, or just always split in EPL. It feels like uh, the West Ham pick was great. Chelsea pick not good. My usual draw and the Burnley boys didn't happen. I'm not going to talk about Tottenham, so don't even bring it up. And Man City obviously went over because all they do is score goals against bad teams. And Liverpool won by two. So. Three you, three. you squeaked that one out. Newcastle scored within what twenty seconds, yeah. and then they oh, yeah. scored their their third goal in the 89th minute. Mane did to put Liverpool up three one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was happy with it. You know, didn't win, didn't lose. That's good. Golfers, uh, Matt Wolf tried to make it a little interesting. Carlos Ortiz withdrew before it even started, so that that pick just fizzled out. Uh, Sep did Straka the ball for a while, so he was uh, tied for 18th. Straka Flaka Flame. Exactly. Uh, Siwoo Kim tried to show up a little bit on Saturday, fell apart Sunday, tied for 46th. See you and later. Bo Hostler didn't win shit for another yeah. tournament in a row. Got cut again, so never picking his ass. He was tied for 69th. Nice. You got to stop yeah, making him yeah. your bow pick. I really do. I, I got to give up on the guy. I really just want to mention on those EPL games, though. So, just quickly, I went, I went four and two this week. I lost, I lost the Man U West Ham. I won Liverpool. I lost the Tottenham game. That Tottenham game, by the way, we were talking about. We knew something was going on with that damn line, boys. We should have stayed so far away from that. Like it didn't make any sense. The Tottenham was only a, a .5 goal favorite, and sure enough, they tie one one. So yeah. And just, by the way, they got outshot by that team. By Crystal Palace. There's there's such a confusing team. It's so dumb. I'm sick of it. Yeah. So, but I did finish up with uh, Man City just destroying Norwich 5-0. So I covered the Man City goal line and the over there as well. So pretty solid overall. Um, Yeah, my golf picks. I did I did place the best out of everybody with the Tony Finau pick. Tied for third. Just couldn't get it done, man. I was really hoping for him. Well, how many how many consecutive like or how many top tens is he plays at twenty is it twenty nine top tens without a victory 39. or something? Thirty two. Oh, without a victory, he's placed top ten thirty two times. I know that. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's it's I just keep rooting for the guy. I mean, it's it's he, he's my guy, so I'm gonna keep going for him. But man, that just just can't get it done on Sunday. He had a couple opportunities to get up there and he just couldn't get it done. Just a couple bad holes, man. That's all it cost him. But I don't even want to talk about my other two picks because they were cut. And that's all you're, there is always, you're always just shooing for a couple of cuts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? My uh, my top guy plays the best, so it is what it is. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Fair man. enough. <laughs> I can't talk at all. <laughs> you were recreationally watching golf this weekend. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun just not to have any horses in the in the charade. But I I, I did do very well in baseball. I think we all kind of cleaned up a little bit in baseball. I yeah. mean. We all went uh, 3-0, 4-0, and, and 2-0. Nice. So if you listen to us in baseball, you up a pretty penny. Yeah, the Braves, Braves cleaned house. Luckily, they, they lost the first night, but they had 
point and a half. They only lost by one. So yeah. And they uh they won the next two games. Well, the Yankees over under. I took the under at seven and a half. It was looking like it was gonna be a blowout at one point, but thank God the rains came. It became an official game. So I will take the under seven and a half. W, no problem. Garrett Cole threw a one hitter, and that one hit was a home run. So uh then the Dodgers covered the run line. So nice easy, nice easy baseball weekend. Cleveland, my guy, Bieber, not to be confused with Justin, just absolutely <laughs> threw a gem. I think he had like 15 Ks through six innings. Absolutely bowled over KC. So Cleveland covered, Dodgers covered, 2-0. Thank you. Not a boy. Didn't you only win that by a half? Didn't they only win 2-0? Yeah. Did I win? Sweat. sweat. <laughs> Is that a W? <laughs> 2-0, Fair man. That's what it is. I knew Kansas City wasn't bringing no heat. <laughs> Left the bats. News fest. Left the bats back at their COVID retreats. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some more golf here. This weekend, St. Jude's at TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, short kind of a low field here as far as the number of players. Only 78 players are, are going to play this week. Course itself is over 7,200 yards, so pretty good, pretty good distance. Uh, narrow fairways. Greens are going to be fast. The weather is supposed to be hot and breezy. Um, gonna, just going to need to bring a good all-around game. So, yeah, Sizemora, what do you got? Yeah, a couple on that. So the weather, they're, they're predicting thunderstorms all weekend. So it's actually going to be a little tight, going to be interesting to see who gets rained on and who 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 it affects. Um, the WGC, came. You, you hit on it, uh, 78 players. WGC, for those who don't know, it's additional. It, they wanted to make it a more – like major feel since there's only four majors in a year they wanted to make it a major type field best type of golfers are in the field um they only have four of them a year the payout is equivalent to a major so you're still getting paid out and that's how they attract all these top golfers um so that's why you're going to see a little bit smaller field but on the side note hey none of our boys are going to get cut because there's no cuts this weekend (laughs) Let's go. <laughs> so we're all making it to Saturday, Sunday, boys. There's no recreational golf here, boys. Uh, there are two par fives on the course that uh, 16 saw more eagles last year than bogeys. More eagles than bogeys. That's incredible to me. And then there are two par fours that are, are easily drivable. Another pretty long course, uh, pretty narrow fairways, as you mentioned. So going to have to keep it accurate, but at the same time can bomb it. That's why I'm going with... <laughs> The winner, Bryson DeChambeau. Dude's been cooking since the last seven tournaments. Since COVID started, the three previous to COVID, uh, he's made top 10 at all of those. He won the Rocket Mortgage. Um, I know he got cut last uh, at the Memorial. However, quick 10. However, you take out that 10, he was at plus five. He shoots even par, he makes a cut. So, I'm 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 thinking he's gonna do pretty good. He's gonna bounce back. He's a pretty analytical person, so he probably took took his mental notes. Um, so yeah, going with Bryson DeChambeau, my winner. Ooh. Narrow narrow fairways, fast greens, bouncing greens. I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem like Bryson's. I mean, he is playing well, but I mean his accuracy off the tee still isn't great. So I just see him. I just see him getting a lot of bogeys and getting into some trouble here. So I don't know. I don't like that pick. Not for a winner this week. He's swinging out of his shoes. He's just going to hit it over those spots that (laughs) you think are bad spots, and then he's just going to put himself into good spots. Yep, could be. Johnny, who do you got? 
I, I went a little rogue this week for the, the winner. The only reason I took him, because I always see his name, and I know he went to the University of Florida, and that's about all I know about the guy. He did play well last year. He tied for ninth. He was eight under last year. Um, he was tied for 13th at Memorial, tied for 7th at Workday. So he has played decently well since the restart. His name is Billy Horschel. He's plus 5,000, so I like the odds, especially as the winner. Uh, I'll, I'll roll with him, see, see what he can mess around with on the course. I like it. Wild card. I feel like you're Charlie from Always Sunny right now, like just wild card. <laughs> wild card. <laughs> if Billy yeah, Horschel and this stacked field comes out and wins, I'll I'll – Wear that friendship bracelet two weeks. <laughs> Sign me up for that. I'm in on that bet. Yeah, for I, sure. I bet. I bet you it doesn't get cut. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow, uh, yeah, you. real good bet, John. Real good wow. bet. What a bet. So for so for me guys this week, I'm gonna I have to go with one of the the two favorites. I'm I'm in between JT and Rory. Best all around players in the field. They drive the ball. Good good ball striking. Um, really, it's just whether their putters are gonna come out to play. So I'm actually gonna take Rory, who's 11 to one odds. I, I personally don't like Rory. I just think that this could be his type of tournament with just his all-around plays, length off the tee, his accuracy. For some reason, I got a bad feeling Rory's going to win this week. So that's who I'm putting my money on to win. Yeah, if he if he does take uh, the win here, I believe even if Bryson comes in second, he still takes the overall number one world ranking. Over Rom. Or Rom, sorry. Yeah, yeah so no Rom here. So nobody's confident in the Romster. Um, but yeah... Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is fourteen to one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw some money at this week. Tyrell Hatton at thirty to one. He was first uh, PGA Tour win at Arnold Palmer in March. Arnie Palmy alert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who wants some Arnie Palmies? I do actually. <laughs> Give me one right now. Here, honey, play us the vodka. <laughs> he tied for third at the RBC and tied for fourth at the Rocket Mortgage. He's been on fire as of late. He's a twelfth ranked golfer in the world. Second in shot strokes gained approach and and uh, strokes gained putting on tour. This guy, he's due for another victory. Just the way he's been putting it together, I could see him putting it together this week, and and I'm gonna throw some money at him. Well, this should be no surprise here. I'm throwing some money at your boy, Victor Hovland. Why? I don't even need to get into it again. If you've heard the previous episodes, the guy dresses great. He wears terrible hats. He drives to the tournaments. He's a young buck. He hits the ball deep. He's just got to pick up the little putting game action here. He's just got to play every day really well. He's probably going to... He'll probably end up winning because I didn't pick him to fully on win this one. But Victor Hovland, my guy, plus 3,000 in the books. You know, I ran across a little stat about... Good old Victor Hovland. You did. Let's hear it. Called the Puerto Rican curse. If you yeah. win the Puerto Rican, the Puerto tournament? Rican Open. Mm-hmm. You know who else is on that list? His name's Tony Fino. Tony Fino. Oh boy. Tony Fino like won the Puerto Rican boy. Open in 2016 and has not won on tour since. Mm-hmm. Basically, everyone else in the 11 history, 11 year history of the Puerto Rican Open are no namers. It all comes down to Victor Hovland and Tony Fino to correct the curse. Hovland's week. <laughs> Hovland's week, baby. Yeah, I already told you guys. Who one, one of my guys I'm throwing money at is JT on this one, too. I just think him and Rory match up to the course well. Best all-around players. They're long and accurate. Take and put some money on JT's 12-1. to 1. How many more favorites are you going to take? <laughs> no, just one, uh, just one more, actually. Yeah, actually, Cam and I got the, the next one. Brooks Kepka. 
at 33 to one. Oh yeah. He won last year. That's cool. Yeah. He's last year's champion. Um, he comes to play in big tournaments. That's what he does. That's where he's always been. There's a major next week. Obviously he's going to be trying to step up his game. He's a defending champion for that major as well. So I feel like Brooks is going to come out, step it up, shake off those recent performances, get that W. I think he finally snaps into place mentally, and he just comes out, and I think he puts a good, a couple good rounds together, and I think he's in contention. Um, I don't know if he wins this week, but I think he's at least playing some good golf going into the major next week. I like Brooks. I do. But he keeps complaining about that knee. So I don't know. I'm going to, again, go back to the well on one of these picks. <laughs> And he's let me down every time. And I think he's going to do it again. But he's got to get out of his head. His name's Jordan Spieth. He's plus 5,000. He's tied for 12th last year. Everyone knows him. He needs to bounce back. He's due. Time to make it today. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, just I I don't Boy. think. I, I still don't think Spieth's there yet with his game. He went trying to change his swing up. And I just I still don't feel like he has it grasped, grasped that swing yet. I, I, I still don't think if, if he could get cut, I think he'd get cut this week. I bet he doesn't. I, he's, just playing, he's just playing consistently average. Like, I don't know. Like, he doesn't have – he hasn't even really put any great rounds together. He just – but he has been a little bit more consistent. Like, what – he's been shooting, like, 69, 70s, 71, something like that pretty consistently throughout the tournaments here. So, at least he's getting a little bit more consistent. I don't know. That could be that could be good for him if he can pick it up, but – yeah, I don't see him contending. If this there's week. anybody that I want to just contend again, it's Jordan Spieth. Yeah. As all my friends know, I have all the Under Armour outfits in the world. Uh, I base that around Jordan Spieth, and he's my boy. I'd love him to win, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, I, I'm thinking I liked your boat butt last week. I'm, I'm sticking to some high odds here. I kind of went down the list. I looked at uh, a Canadian. Mackenzie Hughes. I actually love this pick. At 150 to 1. He tied for third at the Travelers. He was leading the field in strokes gained around the green. And then he tied for sixth at the Memorial. And he led the field there in strokes gained putting. He's taking some of these top stats. You know, maybe 150 to 1. Throw the dart up and give me some money in my pocket. Okay. Thank you. Put it all together. Yeah. I like that pick. Uh, that's, a good, good, that's a good, good boat pick. pick. Real I like good that pick. I got one, and I don't think it's a good pick, but I'm going to roll with it. His name is Rafa Cabrera Bello. He's a a three-part name, Spanish dude, tied for 12th here last year. Don't sleep on it. Plus 10,000. He was 32nd at the 3M, 23rd at the Charles Schwab, 37th at the Travelers. (laughs) So hasn't really contended, but last year, almost in the top 10, plus 10,000. Buy me a boat. I think you just wanted to pick up airtime by saying a really long name. I kind of did. And that name is great. Long name. Boy, you guys want So you guys gave me a little bit of shtick last week for my boat <laughs> pick. Boy, do I got one for you. I can't wait. You guys are ready for this, this? Like 10 to 1 guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Okay. okay, boys. Yeah. All right. Let me. Let me just let me know if you even heard about this guy before I bring him up here. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? My guy, Jazz Jan Watandanan. <laughs> Jan Jan Watandanan. Yeah, that's how you say it. Jan Jan Watandanan. Three hundred. You can make up golfers this week. That's cool. Yeah. Oh boy, let me give you some stats about this guy, J Mo. <laughs> okay. First of all, 
He's the Ty Wonder kid, all right? He's only 24 years old. He's been a pro for 10 years. Oh. Youngest ever pro in the Asian Tour, all right? 14 years old. First ep- The youngest kid ever to make the cut in the Asian Tour. First of all, and I'm sorry, second of all, he took a sabbatical in 2016. Okay, just took a sabbatical went at the age of 20 to go study monkhood. Okay, the mon- a monkhood. I don't even know. I didn't even get in the details, but he literally took a sabbatical for two years. Comes back last year, plays 14th, 14th at last year's PGA, and he currently sits 49th in the world. And you guys have J- never heard of him. Jazz Watanadan. Never heard of him. Jazz Watanadan. He's coming to play, boys. Look out. Boat pick. Right. Thank you very right. much. Good rebound this week. I, I, I love this pick. And it again, it's a great name. Great. I'm, I'm a sucker for name picks. And I'd be lying if I was to say I wouldn't, I'm not going to be glued to the TV looking for Jazz with Tomadon out there. I'm smiling right now. I'm ear to ear. Smooth jazz. <laughs> Smooth <baby>. jazz. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Good. That's my guy. I'm, I'm proud of you. I can say good rebound. Speaking of picks, I'm going to be looking for this guy in the near future, but did anybody see the best name on the leaderboard last week? Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch. <laughs> Gooch. Gooch. I'm going to be looking for him. Oh, man. How did we yeah. miss that and not say anything about that? I, I am so sorry to everybody that's listening <laughs> to this right now. Just take, that's my personal apology. I don't know how we didn't even yeah. mention it last <laughs> it week. Completely went over our heads. Not good. Not good on oh. the banged up boys. Disgraceful. That should have been our banged up. That's why we're banged up this week, man. We should have started with that. Hundred percent. That was terrible. Yeah. I agree. What do you guys think? A little MLB, real quick. What do you guys? You guys see anything as far as well? Number one, let's get into the Marlins um, trying to trash the baseball oh, season boy. here. It, today was a little hectic on the the breaking news line on ESPN. Oh. I mean, seventeen Marlins test positive. The Nationals don't want to go down to play now. They can't play until Monday. I. This is. They might not have enough people to field the team. Well, I think that was the original thing was they didn't have enough people. So they <laughs> backed out against um, who were they originally playing? The Orioles. Yeah. And then the Nationals said, yeah, we're not going down there. Luckily, the MLB stepped in and said, yeah, they're done until Monday yeah. for now. I, Total personally, mess. Personally, they should just take two weeks off. You're done. Yeah. Just play it safe. Get, I mean, get them out of here. How, also, we cannot talk about COVID in the MLB without mentioning – why the hell didn't they do a bubble? Look at the NHL right now. Have had zero positive cases and what, like four thousand tests. Yeah, I mean NBA, any place, any sport that did a bubble, it's succeeding very well. Like the women's national, the, the women's uh, soccer league just finished. They did a bubble. Yeah, no problems. Works out. Yeah. You're talking about hub cities. Yeah, hub cities bubbles. That's yeah. what you guys are talking about. Yeah, right. Exactly. Baseball just is like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Just travel, yeah. So for every, yeah. So for everybody, real quick, just so that the every the other the other sports are instituting hub cities, which has been very successful. You know, uh, MLS, NHL, they have hub cities where all the teams are at and circulating, playing in there, and they're all getting daily tests and everything. Everything is very secluded. Where the MLB is obviously traveling, um, even though it's more regionalized and it's a shorter season, it's obviously not as nearly successful. So that is what we're talking about there. What do you guys got for some picks? Yeah, I'm going to look at, uh, I think, Thursday. So you got the Cubs versus the Reds. You got uh, Darvish versus Costello. I'm going to go the under uh, in this game. 
low scoring game, both number ones. And then I'm also going to look at the Dodgers versus Arizona through the weekend. I think the Dodgers take three out of one. I, I, I said it last week that Braves would take two out of one. They took all three. So, so Dodgers, three out of one? What do you mean? Are they gonna, they're going to win three run lines uh, and, and lose one. Run. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> three yeah. out of one? Three out of four, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and for the, was it the Reds pitcher? Is it, you sure it's not Castillo? Yeah, it's probably. All right, good. I just, just had to double check on you there. Um, I will also be looking Arizona money line. Was it uh, tomorrow? Uh, Wednesday? Or, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the money line. Uh, they're plus 115. Uh, th- they've been looking, yeah, bum gardeners on the mound tomorrow, though. So I'm going to actually take the money line plus 115 with the under. Who are uh, playing? I don't even know. I don't, don't even know. Uh, Bumgarner's on the mound, so I'm a big Bumgarner fan. Uh, Fair enough. I'll take that, though. Um, then tomorrow as well, Mets are playing the Red Sox, and the Red Sox are terrible, and the Mets aren't great either. But I'll take the Mets on the money line, DeGrom's on the hill, and I'll also take the under on that, seven and a half. And another game tomorrow, uh, St. Louis. Uh, I'll take them. They're playing the Twins, I believe. Yes, they're playing the Twins. I'll take the St. Louis money line at plus one thirty-four. Twins are probably overall a better team, but I'm gonna. I like the odds at least with St. Louis this week, and I'm actually gonna go with the over in this game at over ten. It's gonna be a high-scoring game. Twins score a lot. Cardinals can put up some runs. So uh, those will be my picks for that. And if the Yankees end up playing this weekend, they're playing Boston all weekend. I'm going to just money line the Yankees all weekend if they do play. But that is yet to be seen, whatever other news happens this week in the MLB. I'm going to do the same thing with the Yankees-Red Sox this weekend. I'm going to look at the Yankees, look at those run lines. I want to see, obviously, this whole COVID situation and what's going on there and actually look at the run line and money line for the Yankees there. I think they're I think they're deep inside the Red, deep inside the Red Sox heads right now after last season. Um, I think that'll continue. And then also take a look at the Cincinnati-Tigers uh, game as well so um i just think the cincinnati is just going to smash detroit so i'll take i'll be taking a look at those lines cool. as well yeah that, i think that pretty much just covers everything with mlb right now yeah it's a little little testy yep. right now with, with yeah. the whole covid just all everything's kind of up in the air so these lines are obviously subject to change if people are listening but uh if they stay the same you know what we're going with all right so nba the first of the Banged Up Boys series, episode three, restarts on July 30th. All right, guys. So really what we want to talk about is who's going to get the remaining playoff slots in the East and the West. Um, going right into the East, we got the Nets are sitting at 30 and 34. The Magic are sitting at 30 and 35. And Washington Wizards are at 24 and 40. Who do you guys got here taking the seventh? Or I guess, the, no, it's the eighth seed. No, it's the seventh and the eighth. Yeah, so I have, I'm looking at the Nets. They're a real banged up team. They're sitting six games ahead of the Wizards right now. The Wizards, however, are also without Bradley Beal, their leading scorer with a rotator cuff. Uh, Davis Burton's out. He opted out. And then John Wall ruptured Achilles. He's been out, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't see enough from the Wizards to pull back that gap. I think Brooklyn is going to fall back one spot 
and the Magic are going to jump to the seven seed, and the Nets are going to go to the eight seed. Yeah, uh, I pretty much agree exactly with that. It's Wizards, Nets, both completely banged up, and the Nets hardly aren't bringing anybody down with them. Uh, they had to re-sign Jamal Crawford. Well, not re-sign. They just had to sign Jamal Crawford. Guy's 45 years old and has been on, like, 53 teams. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't signed him right now, you're not looking too hot. I think, like Sai says, Magic will jump up. Brooklyn will squeak in the last, and Washington will fall out. I'll, stay, I'll, I'll roll with that. That's exactly what I have, too, guys. Yeah, Washington's got nothing. They're six games back already. I think the Nets fall back. I mean, they're trying to sign people from the nursery home, for Christ's <laughs> sake. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I got that as well, Magic Nets. Um, the other thing to remember too here, guys, is that if a team were to get within four points, so if if uh, the ninth seed were to get it within four points of the eight seed, they would play either one or two games. If the eight seed wins that game, then they they'd go they'd move on. If the nine seed wins the first game, they'd have to win the second game as well. And if the nine seed wins both games, then the nine seed would move on. So that's kind of the twist of the restart. With that being said, the West, which is much more crowded, who you guys got? Yeah, so unlike the East, where there's it's a nine nine teams uh, that made it down to Orlando, the West has thirteen teams that made it down, and you're basically six teams fighting for one spot. The Dallas Mavericks are sitting at the seventh spot at forty and twenty-seven, eight games ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies in the eighth spot. I think the New Orleans Pelicans at the 10 spot are going to jump up to that 8 spot. They went 8 and 13 to end the season. Zion Williamson, he's been just a highlight reel on ESPN. Um, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, they also got JJ Redick for that vet experience back from injury. I just think this Pelicans team is going to take it to them. They're going to continue that hot streak and bring it to the 8 spot. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to also go with the Pelicans. I think it's going to come down to the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. It's kind of interesting that's happening because Zion Williamson with the Pelicans, John Morant for the Grizzlies, it's kind of like the battle for the Rookie of the Year as well. This could make or break whether or not Zion can actually win Rookie of the Year without playing as nearly as many games as John Morant did. Uh, two very exciting young players, but uh, it should be close. Um, I'm going to go with the Pelicans, though, because I want them to do it, and I just want to watch more Zion. A guy who's awesome to watch play basketball. I wish the Knicks would have got him. Yeah, I mean, the Mass, the Mass have it locked up, right? I mean, they're sitting at 40 and 27. So they got that seven seed. They, they got the seventh seed locked up. Um, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good squad. Um, yeah, so it really comes down to Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans. I can't argue, guys, with the Pelicans pick. Um, I'm just going to roll. I'm going to roll with the Grizzlies. I'm going to roll with John Morant. They're sitting at 32 and 33, so they're in the best. They're in the best position, you know, statistically right now. So, um, Pelicans got a little bit more to overcome. And yeah, I like John Moran. I don't know. I think he is the rookie of the year this year. So I'm going to take the Grizzlies. Uh, I don't know about you boys, but I do have picks for NBA this week. Are you dirty? Eh? I'm just going to get after it. Um, the Clippers Lakers play the 30th. Uh, was that Thursday? Um, it looks like Anthony Davis might not play. Uh, he got poked in the eye, so he might sit out. Uh, if, if it wasn't going to be COVID, it's going to be an eye poke. So, um, even if he's playing, I'm still going to take the Clippers at plus four and a half. I think they're very, they very well could win this game outright. But if you're going to, these are the two pretty much best teams. I'll, I'll take the Clippers with 
a couple extra points here, so just don't lose by five, and it'll be a happy camper. Um, and then Friday, the Mavs are playing the Rockets. Um, I believe Russell Westbrook's got the 19, so I don't know if he's <laughs> going to be playing. And if you got to the 19, Brody, if Brody got the 19, that means the Rockets won't be scoring probably as much, but you never know with that team. That team's a squad, too. Um, I'm going to go with the under, 227 and a half. So there's going to be points in this game. Just how many will there be, given they haven't played like an actual meaningful game of basketball in a long time? This just seems like a lot of points coming right back. So I'll take that. And then Saturday, I will also take the Pacers plus six playing the 76ers. And the reason why, the 76ers, when they don't play in Philadelphia, this team absolutely sucks. And it's not like home court really matters right now. The sheer fact that they're not playing in Philly, give me the Pacers plus six. They have, I mean, the 76ers, their team is just like, it's loaded, but they just can't put it together. Yeah, it's the Browns of basketball. <laughs> too, Easy. Too, Easy too much talent. Shit. Can't get it done. <laughs> All right. I, I look too soon. <laughs> I looked over these these bets. I, I'm I'm staying away from a lot of the top teams. I just I want to see how they kind of come back, gel together at first before I start placing some bets on them. I did find a game that I liked: the Magic versus the Nets. You know, we kind of touched on it a little bit ago. The Nets are very broken team versus the Magic. I think the Magic are going to be looking to move up uh, to that seventh seed. So they're going to be playing for something a little bit more here. I'm going to go with the Magic minus six and a half over the Nets. All right. Epic size. Yeah. Um, talk me right into it. I was kind of borderline with it. Um, but yeah, that's exactly kind of my betting strategy be kind of over these next day games is kind of looking at who actually has something to play for who's bringing actual people got the roni who's who doesn't you know what i mean so i think this is a good one i think orlando's got a lot to play for getting bumping up to the seventh seed and you know i don't like i said i don't even know if the nets are going to be able to field a team they might just bring the i don't know the new jersey varsity basketball squad at their nearest high school i don't know <laughs> so yeah i like orlando over the nets yeah we'll get into more next week so yeah, exactly. Let's see how the teams teams kind of gel, play. I mean, it's really a six-team race anyway, so, I mean, what are we going to – we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. We'll get more a little playoff oh, picture. Sure. All right, last one. Come back. Hockey. So excited. Playoff hockey, baby. Let's get into just a real quick Western and Eastern Conference um, rundown here. Um, we can get into this a little bit more too, but um, – so Western Conference, we got the so so the way that this is working is the top four seeds in both in both conferences are doing round robin games. Those three those four teams are going to play three games apiece, and they're going to determine seeding. The number five through number twelve seeds for each conference are going to be so number five will play number twelve, number six will play eleven, so and so so on and so forth in a five game series. Best of three, whoever wins three games advances. So with that being said, Western Conference, number five Edmonton versus number twelve Chicago. You got Edmonton's bring Connor McDavid and oh boy, Leon Dreisaitl. 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 Is that how you say Dreisaitl? Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. I don't know. Dreisaitl. I had Dreisaitl. I think it's Dreisaitl. Who is just those two are just literally the best combo in the league this year, combining for over 200 points so far. Just absolutely 
dynamic offense. Chicago's got Taze, Kane, Keith, I mean, championship pedigree. Um, however, I don't see him getting through Edmonton here. Um, I, I, I got Edmonton. Yeah, same. Uh, those two superstars, I mean, Connor and Leon, they're Hart Trophy favorites, uh, 43 goals and 67 assists, as you mentioned. Uh, I just don't – I think experience with the Blackhawks goes a long way, but at the same time, they've struggled a nut, um, and I just don't see Edmonton so or Edmonton losing this. I'm going to go Oilers minus 180 for the series. Blackhawks are too old. Give me the Oilers. Good analysis. Good. Three ways to get there. Nice one. Nice one, Johnny. All right, number six, Nashville versus number 11, Arizona. You got the Preds, who've won at least one playoff series in the three of the last four years. They got hot at the end of the season. They got Rene Hosey, who's one of the best offensive defenders in the league. They got Forsberg. Got absolute depth. They got 12 players who scored over 30 points so far this season. Zona's got Taylor Hall, who just number one pick from what 2018, arguably the best player on the ice for the for this series. They got Phil Kessel, Soderberg, Soderberg, and uh, Schmaltz. Schmetz, Schmaltz. I can't, dude. I'm terrible with these names. I'm going to butcher these things. Um, I'm going with Nashville. I got. I think the experience here. Um, I think they're hot. They're deep. I like Nashville. Yeah, I'm taking the Preds as well. Minus 135 for the series. Uh, Peke Rena, the goalie for the Preds. The reset couldn't come sooner for him. I like him hitting the nice reset button at the beginning of COVID, saying I need some time off, get that head together, uh, and and just sweeping the series. I don't maybe not sweeping. Sorry, wrong phrase. But I see him taking the series. Uh, like size says, going to come down to the goalie play for the Preds. I'm a closet Preds fan, so Preds all the way. You have the weirdest teams. Give me the Preds, baby. <laughs> like five years ago, I bet them like every night and first didn't watch a single game. And they kept winning for me. So <laughs> Preds all the way. <laughs> me and my dad. My dad was like, oh, the, the Predators are playing tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Big Preds guy. Huge big Preds guy. All right. Number seven, Vancouver versus number 10, Minnesota. Um, this is one of the best ten, one of the best matchups on paper. Minnesota was the, one of the hottest teams before the break. They won 12 games after February 4th. Um, they could have even jumped in and, and got a top eight seed anyways and made the playoffs on their own. You know what I mean? So uh, Vancouver, really strong team. Uh, I mean, both these teams have some depth. I like Minnesota here. You know, Soderstall, Parise, I, I, I like Minnesota to take down Vancouver, upset. I actually have that as well. Uh, two high-scoring teams, as you mentioned. I think it's going to come down to goalie play. Uh, Markstrom's coming back for, from injury for the Vancouver in net. Uh, and Stalock for Minnesota uh, finished well at the end of the season, as you mentioned. I think that Minnesota's just going to slightly edge this. I, I see this going probably to five games, though. Um, I got Wild plus 115. Uh, the Wild is a stupid name. Um, <laughs> the Canucks are going to fuck up the Wild and <laughs> take this W. Give me the Canucks. Last one in the in the West here. Uh, number eight, Calgary versus number nine, Jet. Uh, once again, Winnipeg was the hotter team going into the break. Um, they have four players that scored over 60 points. Connor Souffle, Wheeler, Lane. Calgary's got my boy Tachuk. Lindholm, I mean, this is going to be another great matchup, honestly. Uh, I think I'm liking the Jets. I just, I, I don't know. They, they, they're the hotter team, hotter team coming in. They seem to be putting some stuff together. I do I do really like how, I mean, those guys fly around the ice. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. They're fast. Um, 
but I think Winnipeg edges them out. I'm taking the upset, number nine, Winnipeg Jets over Calgary. Again, we got the same Western. I got the Jets as well. Um, I think goaltending here is going to be the key. As you mentioned, I I went back and forth on this one. I just think Helbayuk is in goal for the Jets is going to just outperform um, the goalie for for Flames. So I'm going the Jets at plus 110. I bet the Jets a lot this season. They covered a lot this season. Well, let's go with the Jets. And you're a Jets fan. Closet Jets fan. Well, like other Jets. Oh, like football Jets. Football. That's that. I shouldn't even associate the two because the Jets lose me money. These Jets win me money. Oh, I should switch my bet real quick. <laughs> let's go Jets. Plus 110, baby. All right. Eastern Conference, number five, Pittsburgh Penguins versus the number 12, Montreal Canadiens. Um, so big question here is... Is Crosby going to come back? He's been in and out. Um, I just – I see him if, – if he comes back, the Penguins are too deep and talented not to win, win this matchup. I mean, they have championship pedigree. They got the experience. They got the depth. Um, I see – the only way I see Montreal winning this, if Carey Price somehow comes into last season form, he's been absolutely atrocious this year. Um, he's, the, he's the goalie for the Habs. Um, he just hasn't looked the same. He's ranked 32nd in goals against this year, and it, that is just abysmal. That is unlike him. So if he takes the break, comes back, a hot goalie can steal a short series. So I think that's the only way. That, but I'm taking the Penguins. Yeah, I'm taking the Penguins too. I, I mean, this is pretty easy to me. I'll be interested to see and in, in looking out for who the Penguins have in that. They have Jari, uh, which who reached his first all-star game this year, and then they also have Murray who has experience in the playoffs, I believe like 47 games in net for them. Be interesting to see who they go for. I'll basically be taking that information into my picks next after they advance past the Canadians because Penguins are winning. Uh, Penguins are minus 225 for this one. It's the Penguins. It's hockey. Give me the Penguins. Next. It's Hurricanes versus the number 11 New York Rangers. Man, so... I, this is a tough one for me, honestly. So the Hurricanes, solid team, but I just I really like the Rangers team. I, I mean, Panarin is one of the best players in the league. He's had a great year, um, and honestly, the Hurricanes goalie is just an issue. He's got a nine twelve percentage despite facing. I mean, honestly, the Hurricanes have one of the best defenses in the league. He faces a few shots in the league and just can't do anything. So I think the Rangers give him some problems. The offense, the firepower, Panarin. Um, I can't even say this dude's name. Zibanad. I don't. I can't even say his name honestly. But he's he's on fire. He's having a great year. Um, I like. I'm gonna go with the Rangers with the upset. I like the Rangers over the Hurricanes here. Again, we're just on the same page here. I got the Rangers as well. Uh, they won all four games against the Panthers in the regular season. I know, or sorry, the Hurricanes in the regular season. I got the Carolina football. And stuff. <laughs> uh, I, they won all four games. I know it's not 100. Uh, always accurate but they have their number i think the rangers as you mentioned panarin and uh zebanon uh just gonna lay it out there rangers at plus 120 for the series uh big john morgan he is a big time rangers fan along with some of the other boys in new york i'm almost required to take the rangers so we're gonna take the rangers plus 120 yeah, one other thing with this too is the Hurricanes are actually one of two teams that actually would make that actually made the playoffs that voted against coming back. So what's the, what's the motivation going to be like there? I don't know. I don't see it. That's another reason why I like the Rangers there. So good pick, boys. Number seven Islanders versus number ten Panthers. Holy smokes! All right. So um, number one, 
The big signing for the Panthers was Bobrovsky. They signed him from Columbus Blue Jackets last year, the big goalie. He's been subpar, to say the least. He's got a 9.04 save percentage in the playoffs, which is not good. Um, he's had a pretty subpar year. However, the Panthers are solid. Um, the Islanders were one of the worst teams going into the break. Um, they have terrible time with five-on-five five play. Um, they're a good power play team, but... The Islanders did win all three head-to-head meetings during the season, and they have a great goaltender in Varlamov. So it's Varlamov versus Bobrovsky. I'm taking the number seven Islanders to beat the Panthers. Yep, same thing here. Uh, the Islanders, as as you mentioned, Florida's really good at the penalties. However, in playoffs, you see a lot less penalties. Um, they let the boys play a little bit more, so I don't know if that's going to come 100% into play. And then the, the Islanders' defense is is really stacked. Um, they played really well all year. I had to take the Islanders at minus 120 here. When I was a young buck, I was at a Ranger game with my dad. I met a Rangers Hall of Famer. I looked him square in the face and told him, go Islanders. <laughs> so give me the Islanders, minus 120. I can imagine a little, little you. Go Islanders! <laughs> looked him right in the face. <laughs> Rod Gilbert was his name. You look him up. I said, go Islanders. <laughs> and then he signed my calendar because it was calendar night. <laughs> Probably like, oh, what a cute little leprechaun. <laughs> you can, I'll, sign, I'll sign your stuff anyways. Give me My some good luck. My dad was like, you got to be kidding me, Johnny. <laughs> Just, D- Big John Morgan was oh, so disappointed. He was so John let down. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, last matchup. Number eight, Maple Leafs versus number nine, Blue Jack. So this was actually a tough one for me, too, even though Toronto just has all the star power in the world and the Blue Jackets lost their top two players in Panarin and Roboski in the offseason. Man, I just I I'm a closet. I, I mean, obviously I'm a Blues fan, Blue St. Louis Blues fan, but my number two team is the Blue Jackets. It's so hard to go against them here. The Blue Jackets have such a solid defense. They're also they've been able to do so much with so many injuries too. So I think the Blue Jackets are gonna be maybe the most benefited from this break because they're gonna get a lot of their players. I think they're getting three players back that they didn't have when the, when the break got instituted here. Um, the the other thing to say too is Columbus averages a ton of shots a game. They just don't convert. They're abysmal at converting. So if they can score some goals against a, a really suspect Maple Leafs goaltender here, um, they have a shot. With that being said, Maple Leafs offense with Austin Matthews, Nylanders, Tavares. I mean those guys are just goal freaking machines. So it's going to be the Maple Leafs offense versus the Blue Jackets overall game. Can the Blue Jackets put some pressure on them? With that being said, I got to go against my heart here. I got to go. Out Maple Leafs taking down the Blue Jackets in five. Oh, so we finally differ. Uh, I, again, this is a heartstring one. Uh, Red Wings are my number one team. Not going to be watching them. Uh, <laughs> they'll be where I'm at, sitting on the couch. Second team here in Columbus, the Blue Jackets. Just to kind of reminisce on last year, the Blue Jackets took out the top president's team, the Tampa Bay Lightning. In the first round, I see the Blue Jackets, as you mentioned, they're getting some of their players back from injury. This was this time could not come better for them. I just can't I can't go against the heartstrings. I'm going to be pulling for them. I got to put my money where I'm going to be rooting for. Take the Blue Jackets plus 145. I am a new resident of Columbus. Columbus is plus 145. Give me the Blue Jackets. (laughs) Easy. Peasy lemon squeezy. Well, and you went to that Blue Jackets game. I want. I went to the. I think they won. What was it? Four zero against the Bruins. And he, the Bruins, pretty good team. You had a blast too. I did. I did. I, awfully, awfully cheap. 
closet, closet hockey fan right now. Go Jets. Go Preds. All go right. Jackets. We'll we'll break down the Ron Robin games a little bit more next week, but those are those are also going to start this week. Uh, Flyers versus Bruins, Blues versus Avalanche, Capitals versus Lightning, and Dallas versus Vegas. So we'll get into that a little bit more next week, and that'll be a little bit more prevalent. All right, quick recap, guys. What do you got for your picks? A lot of picks this week, but I'll run through them quick. Uh, winner for golf, Billy Horschel throwing money at Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, Boat Bet, Rafa Cabrera, Bello. MLB, Arizona, money line, under 8.5, Mets, money line, uh, under 7.5, St. Louis, money line, over 10, Yanks all weekend if they play on the money line. NBA, give me the Clippers at 4.5, uh, underdog 4.5, Mavericks, Rockets, under 227.5, Pacers, plus 6. Winner at the... St. Jude Invitational, Bryson DeChambeau, throw some money at Tyrell Hatton and Brooks Kepka. My boat bet is Mackenzie Hughes. In baseball, I'm going to be taking the under Chicago Cubs for Cincinnati Reds on Thursday. And then through the weekend, Thursday through Sunday, I'm going to be taking the Dodgers run line versus Arizona. And in NBA, I have Orlando versus New York Nets at minus six and a half. I've got Rory. I got I'm throwing some money at JT and Brooks. My boat bet. Jazz. Jan Watananan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy's getting me a boat. Three hundred to one, baby. Count it. I'm I'm already I'm already pick up my boat. Uh for for MLB, uh just gonna follow honestly the money line. Sorry, the Reds versus the Tigers this weekend and also the Yankees versus the Red Sox if they play. And then for basketball, I'm following along with Sizemore here. I got Orlando over the Nets. Johnny, take us out. Well, our next episode will be next Wednesday, 8-5, where we'll be looking over the Players' Championship at TPC Harding Park. Major. Major, major alert. Um, Obviously, we'll also be touching on MLB if they're still playing. COVID, get right the fuck out. Uh, NBA, since it's back up and running. And NHL, it's back up and running. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment on all of our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, at BangedUpBets. Don't forget to subscribe for all the Banged Up latest. We out. Dude, I really am excited that no one's getting cut this week. No cuts. Like, we're going to look so for, good. We'll look for jazz the entire time. <laughs>